Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another bonus episode of the Lorraine Murphy Show. You might be wondering why I am popping up on a Monday in your podcast app. And the reason for that is that because I love you as a listener so much, I am treating your ears and brain to three bonus episodes over these three days. So if you haven't already listened to the last two episodes, day one and day two of the show up, I would suggest you go back and listen to those first in order before you listen to today's episode. Now, before I kick in to today's episode, I want to first let you know that it is brought to you by my Bold Darling Mentoring Program, which is just turning one year old. This program is my way of making my one-on-one mentoring more accessible to a broader group. And it's built across three different intentions. So one is support, two structure, and three strategy in order to help you grow a successful business without sacrificing yourself in the process. Doors only open twice a year and they are open right now. And more precisely, they're open till midnight, Sydney, Melbourne time, Tuesday, 4th of April. I absolutely adore this group because I see firsthand so many business owners stuck on that hamster wheel of their businesses and really struggling, if managing at all, to find the time to work on their businesses as opposed to in them. And the consistent feedback that I get from Bold Darling members is that their favorite thing of of being part of Bold Darling is that it's essentially ring-fenced time for them to work on their business. They've got me, obviously, as their guide. They've got the connectedness with a group of incredibly like-minded, ambitious, supportive women. And they get the benefit of the monthly experts that we have come in and speak to the group as well. So if you want a flavor for the kind of incredibly stellar experts that we get into the group, please do go back and listen to three episodes back where I share five of the best pieces of advice that Bull Darling experts have shared with us in the group. And I wanted to share some really beautiful words from one of our founding members of Bull Darling, who is Tamika Steele. And she runs a music publicity business called Music Is My Muse. And Tamika said, Bull Darling ensures that over a 12-month period, I spend time being educated and taking action, key, in 12 different areas of my business. You could spend endless hours reading books, listening to podcasts, etc., trying to gather all the information yourself, or you could join a program that shortcuts a lot of the info gathering and trial and error work to give you the gold you need to succeed in a supportive container of like-minded individuals led by our fearless leader, Lorraine. Thank you, Tamika. You are so eloquent. You always write so beautifully. So remember, Bull Darling doors are open until Tuesday, 4th of April. And to find out more and sign up, go to bolddarling.com. Now, 
<clears throat> on to day three of the show up. So the show up has been this week, a three day personal brand journey to help business owners amplify their personal brand in order to grow their businesses. So day one was all about strategy. Day two was all about content. And day three was all about mindset, which is what I'm sharing with you today. And I really do believe that mindset is actually the greatest challenge in growing your personal brand. I've learned myself that a small perspective shift from the right person can unlock a whole new level of confidence, self-belief and purpose in me. And that is what I want for you from listening to this episode. In it, you're going to learn why mindset speed wobbles are actually a good thing. Please trust me on this. How mindset challenges in business essentially fall into two major camps. The mindset monsters, as I call them, that lurk in each of these camps and how to slay them. And also critically, the insurance policy you can create for yourself to protect yourself proactively from the impact of these three mindset monsters. I would really suggest, as I said for the previous two episodes, have your notebook and pen ready as you listen, because this is pacey, it's nugget packed, and I go pretty fast and pretty hard. And remember, Bull Darling doors are open right now. Go to bulldarling.com to find out more and apply. So please enjoy day three of the show up. I've got a big and powerful session to take you through today. So welcome to day three of the show up. So I'd love you to jump into chat as you're settling in. Tell us what's your business and tell me how has the show up been for you so far? So whether that's the biggest takeout you've had so far, something you've actioned, loving seeing all the actions taking place in the Facebook group, and I'm getting DMs and people are tagging me in on Instagram. So exciting to see it all coming together. So jump into chat as you settle in, tell me what's your business and tell me how has the show up been for you so far? It's always good to kind of have a bit of a temperature check on the group and where everyone is at. Okay. Today, we are talking mindset. So as I've shared the whole way through this show up, the biggest challenge, I believe, when it comes to us really amplifying our personal brand in order to grow our businesses is mindset. We are our own worst enemy when it comes to this space. So what I would really like to focus on today is let's crack that nut today. Let's crack that mindset nut together. And there are endless ways that mindset challenges show up for us. I'm actually going to work through six of them with you today. There are more I could focus on, but I really wanted to go deep into six of them because they are the six that I see being the biggest challenge for me in my own business journey, but also for the mentees and the Bold Island group that I work with as well. So I've kind of focused on the ones that are the most challenging, like the ones that get in our way the most, and also the ones that are the most common, like they're the ones that I find people people do experience most. And I guess as I wanted to settle in, I just wanted to focus on, you know, what is mindset? I feel like it's a word that's been almost like quite commoditized. And it's a word that gets bandied around a lot. So I thought it would be really good just to set the scene for this session today on day three to really define what is mindset. And I believe it is the state of mind that we're in at any one time. I don't believe that we have a certain mindset and that's it. It's set for the whole day. I believe that our mindset can shift and change five minutes to five minutes. You know, If you're sitting there stressing about cash flow in your business, And then all of a sudden, a client that you aren't expecting to pay until next month pays early. That changes your mindset on a dime. I'm sure you've all had that experience. 
So it's really thinking about what is the state of mind that we're each in at any one time. And of course, the optimum mindset for running a super successful business is optimism. It's courageous. It's really being prepared to be uncomfortable. It's proactive. It's also feeling very secure in yourself and in your business, motivated, disciplined. There's all the optimum elements (laughs) of how we can really be in a positive mindset within our businesses. But the reality is that there's real life and it's just not real. It's not realistic to be in that optimum mindset all of the time. So what I would love to focus on today is really identifying what those different mindset challenges are. I call them the mindset monsters. And then having a, I guess, a plan of attack for how you can tackle them. So I want to share with you the six that I'm going to focus on today a little bit ahead of time, because I want to ask you, which is your one of these six mindset monsters? What's the one that really gets you? (laughs) The one that keeps you playing small and really holds you back in not just your business, but your life more broadly as well. So the six that I'm going to focus on for the purpose of today, are you ready? Number one, I think you probably guessed what the first one's going to be, imposter syndrome. The second I'm going to focus on today is lack of confidence. We're also going to focus on procrastination, perfectionism, inertia or lack of action, like not taking action. So inertia, I'll call that one. And also comparisonitis. So benchmarking yourself against others. So quick rattle through again. They are imposter syndrome, comparisonitis, lack of confidence, procrastination, perfectionism, and inertia. So they're the six that I'm going to be focusing on for today. I would love for you to jump into chat. Let me know what's the one that gets you the most of those six. And I'm just going to check in on comments as we go through. Leanne's back, Wildly Grounded Wellbeing. I just love your business name, my dear. So good. Victoria, love the Ascension model. Gold. Leonore, love selling your soul with a price tag on this. We were talking about when you're putting your offers out there, it's like selling your soul with a price tag on it. Yes. Carmel, my grandmother's name. Hello. Health and wellness coaching. Beautiful. And the Ascension model. Yeah. Right. Conserving energy. I really love that land for you, Carmel, because that Ascension model we talked about in day one, it's not necessarily just about making money. It's also about about how you can manage your energy more effectively in your business. Christy, Wednesday was amazing. Love the energy. Love the learnings. Loved how I felt afterwards. Your mindset shifted after just this one day. You've made my day. Thank you, Deanne, Dream Bio. Brilliant, brilliant. And Sam is in conveyancing. Okay, gold. Thank you, team. So good. So good having you all bouncing back so much to me here. This is great. Jill, imposter syndrome, lack of confidence, imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome. I feel like four out of five of you are saying imposter syndrome. Isn't that crazy? We're going to focus on that one first. Isabella's here from Canada. What time is it there, my dear? So good to see you. Hi. Lack of confidence for Leonor. Absolutely lack of confidence. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, I think there's kind of a definitely by far imposter syndrome seems to be the biggest challenge for this group. And secondly, I think then lack of confidence, which interestingly is almost like a follow on from imposter syndrome, if that makes sense. It's 11 p.m. Isabella, thank you. I love that I'm in Spain. It's 5 a.m. here. It's 11 p.m. there. Thank you for staying up so late. And then I think most of us, most of the group are in Australia, which is around 2 p.m., 1, 2 p.m., depending on where they are. Gold, thank you for staying up late. Okay, so with these mindset challenges, okay, the key thing to remember is that they are 
manageable. We can navigate them. But I also just want to be really clear is that I really do think it's impossible to eliminate them completely. What's that beautiful quote? New levels, new devils. So when you get to a new level in your business, there'll be a different mindset devil to navigate. It may be the same one showing up in different ways, or it could be a completely different mindset monster that you haven't had to navigate yet. So just remember that new levels, new devils. Because I know for me, for many years in business, I thought that, okay, once once I just get, if I do the right things and I sort these things out, then I'll be good. Like I won't need to stress or worry as much in my business. And it's just not realistic. I truly do believe in that phrase, new levels, new devils. So when we are focusing on mindset, I think it's really important to remember that there are different influences that affect our mindset. We've got the internal influences, which is almost like everything self-contained within us. So that's going to be our childhood, the social conditioning we've had, the beliefs that we have grown to know and believe to be true about ourselves. It's going to be the different patterns that we tend to run, the different triggers that we have. And they are the internal influences that are going to impact our mindset. So as an example, a pattern that I run, and I did the Hoffman process in November last year, and it was (laughs) like holding a mirror up to myself and all the different patterns that I run. And the one of my patterns is withdrawing. So if something is challenging or I'm in it, it, having a challenging issue with someone, my almost default pattern is to withdraw and not to deal with that and engage with that. So that's a pattern that I need to work on really, really proactively. So they're the internal influences that affect our mindset. Then the external influences, so everything greater to us, are everything yeah external. So it's our loved ones, it's our colleague, our team, our peers. Social media is a huge one. You're going to hear that coming up again and again throughout today's session. The economy, politics, religion or spirituality. There's so many external influences that can happen as well. And right down to just the basic shit like traffic, like kids waking up in the middle of the night. You know, all of these things have an impact on our mindset if we allow them to. And I think that business is almost like this perfect confluence. It's like the perfect storm of all of the internal influences and all of the external influences. And I guess put simply, business brings up all of our shit, you know, whether that's the internal shit or the external shit. And that makes it extra challenging to be running businesses because I feel like you're almost at the coal face of the mindset challenges because you are engaged in a pursuit, i.e. business that is laced with uncertainty, with the potential for rejection. You know, you really are in the arena when you're running a business and it really does bring up all of those challenges that we can experience. So it's not all doom and gloom. My intention for you today is, first of all, to help you identify what impacts your mindset. So as I go through each of these mindset monsters, I really want you to be able to say, ah, yeah, that's me. That's resonating with me. I get that. And also, I think just to know that you're not on your own. So when you saw all those comments coming through and other people experiencing exactly the mindset monsters that you experience, I really want you to draw reassurance from that. And that's why I love the Bold Darling group, because you realize I find members are really struggling with something and they get onto maybe it's the group tutorial that week and we unpack it together and they go, oh, and they're, the rest of the group chimes in and says, oh yeah, me too. I get that too. So I really want you to draw reassurance from the fact that you're all experiencing quite similar mindset challenges. The second thing I want to give you today is some resources to ensure, I-N-S-U-R-E, ensure yourself against these mindset challenges. We're going to finish there and it's a really, really key point that I want to land for you. 
And also to give you a toolkit for these six greatest mindset monsters that we've talked through. So I want to give you a little bit of context as we kick in, okay? And I want to apologize in advance for my terrible graphic because (laughs) I was going through my notes again yesterday afternoon and I was like, I really feel like I need to kind of map this out graphically, but there wasn't time to get my VA, Cara, to go and create this for me. So this is a really, really basic as graphic, but I just thought I just wanted to put this together yesterday just to make sure that uh, I'm really landing this with you. So if you can see here, okay, we've got two different camps is how I'm seeing it. Okay. We've got the self-doubt camp. And we've got the self-sabotage camp. And I'll just put that up bigger. It's a bit neater. Okay. So self-doubt, the three mindset monsters that live within that one, imposter syndrome, comparisonitis, and also the lack of confidence that we talked about as well. So that's one camp. Okay. And I think it would just be helpful to create that disparity between each of these six mindset monsters. The second side of it then is self-sabotage. So this is how we get in our own way. So they are procrastination, perfectionism, and inaction or inertia. So I wanted to, as I said, so much of today is helping you create awareness of what's going on for you at any one time. And I find that was really helpful for me when I cracked that myself quite recently, actually, that there's actually two different camps. One is more around the self-doubt piece is more about the the self-doubt piece is more about what's going on for us internally. And the self-sabotage is more how we then act out that self-doubt and, and keep ourselves small and playing small. So we will pop that that <laughs> truly terrible graphic into the email that this goes out with, the email goes out with today as well. So you've got that to refer back to too. So as I said, I just wanted to give you kind of a mind map of where we're going today. Okay, back to me. All right, first one we're going to dive into, let's get into this, imposter syndrome. So what I also want to do as part of each of these is to identify, first of all, we want to define them just so we know that the beast that we're dealing with. And second, I want to identify how it serves you because remembering that every pattern that we have created, whether it's imposter syndrome or inertia or perfectionism, it's being created as a way of essentially keeping us safe. So I really want to talk about how they serve us because then we can almost go, okay, first of all, definition, this is what's happening. Second, okay, this is how my brain is trying to keep me safe right now. And then the third, this is what we're going to do about it. So imposter syndrome. So if we were to define imposter syndrome, it is really, it's feeling undeserving or unworthy of some kind of success in our lives, whether that is getting media coverage or creating a profitable business or being seen as an expert in your space. It's kind of when you're about to step into that or you're already in that space and feeling like, I don't deserve to be here. Almost like rewind, 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 like this plot twist, I shouldn't be here. And I have sat on stages with brilliant speakers in like a panel situation. And they have muttered to me as just before the session kicks off saying, just don't think I should be here. Like, I, like, look at you all. You're such amazing speakers. I'm not this person. So it's a real tangible thing that this feeling of imposter syndrome. And I know from what you shared, so many of you, it's the burning one for you as well. So really how imposter syndrome serves you, a lot of these come back to the same thing. It's keeping you safe because what your ego or your mind wants you to do is to stay safe. Okay. We know this territory. We know the map of where we're at right now, and we don't need to change things because here where we are, where things are comfortable and predictable and familiar, we are safe. We don't want to go into new situations because that's going to feel unsafe. And then we could fail and all kinds of terrible things could happen. And I actually experienced this myself in a slightly different form when we moved to Spain. 
we had the first three weeks where I was like, this is so cool. Look at us living like the Euro adventure. This is amazing. And there was novelty and freshness everywhere I looked. And we're kind of week three, week four, and we also all got very sick as well. Around week four, I started to go, no, I don't like this. Like, this is new. I don't want to be here. I want to. I don't like our beautiful house in Spain. I want to be back in our small, contained, safe space in Australia. I don't want to have to figure out what kind of food we're eating each week. I just want to eat the same predictable food that I knew and loved and was safe back in Australia. So I just want you all to think about that. When that imposter syndrome starts to bite you in the ass, and it does, and it still does to me, it's trying to remember that this is your brain trying to keep you safe. And it's almost catastrophizing (laughs) what could happen if you step into whatever space you're stepping into because it's trying to keep you safe. And I really, I want you to write this down. The simplest definition of imposter syndrome is something Jack Delosa shared many, many years ago with me. And he said, imposter syndrome is you forgetting how far you have come. Imposter syndrome is you forgetting how far you have come. And I just love that because if you think about it, and when my mentees are experiencing imposter syndrome, what I ask them to do is think back to, okay, where were you at five years ago? Whether you started your business already, you hadn't. Five years ago, think about if you cast forward into the future where you're at right now, what are three things that past you would go, holy shit, you did that in five years time? That's amazing. And that's a really good tool to help you remember how far you have come. So sneak peek, that's one of your home play actions from day three is to go back to yourself five years ago, almost like get back into her shoes cast forward five years and go, whoa, what would me five years ago be absolutely amazed that I have done, achieved, survived, navigated, overcome in those five years? So it's a really, really, really helpful way of navigating imposter syndrome. And as I said, that's going to be one of the home play exercises from today. I'd love to know for those of you who said imposter syndrome is a real block for you, when does it come up? Does it come up when you're thinking about writing your new website copy, for example? Does it come up when you've just been invited by a new client to come and pitch? Just let me know in the comments. It's always really helpful to know what are the situations that trigger these mindset monsters as well. Okay, we've spent a couple of minutes on imposter syndrome. We can loop back to these all at the end as well, of course. Second mindset monster I want to tackle, and again, this is sitting underneath that self-doubt umbrella, is lack of confidence. And the definition of that one is really that anxiety or that reticence to move forward because you just feel like this is going to go wrong. It's, I could fail, I guess is the biggest one I think that comes up with that one. And how that serves you, again, just trying to remember that all of these different mindset monsters are trying to help us in some way. It's really trying to prevent you from getting to that next level, again, because it wants to keep you safe. And really how I like to think about it is, you know, just stop trying to be confident. And I know that sounds very counterintuitive. And I I really love, listen to my podcast episode today, if you haven't listened to it yet, because Julie Masters was our expert as part of Bold Darling. And she was speaking as part of Profile and Influence Month. And she said, you know, the most successful speakers in the world, they don't focus on trying to be confident. They actually focus on creating certainty. So they show up and they know what they are there to do. They can't control external forces. They can't control what each individual person thinks of what they share. They can't control the room. They can't control the air conditioning. But what they do show up as, they are in their full certainty that they know the role that they are there to do and they are going to do it. If anything else happens, 
that's beyond their control. What they can control is the certainty that they're showing up with. And I really love that because I feel like we can often think that confidence is this external asset that we want to draw on and pull into our lives. And when we can instead think about what can we internally control, i.e. creating that certainty for ourselves, creating that certainty for others, that's when we can actually really be powerful and potent. I talked a lot about potency in day one as well. So it's okay to be nervous. I actually think it's a really good thing if you're nervous because it shows that you give a shit. If I got onto this session, I felt nervous getting onto the session this morning. I woke up extra early. I did a 15-minute hypnosis because I give a shit. I know that there's over 500 people registered for the show up that there's how many have we got live at the moment? We've got Oh, my curse is not working. We've got 40 of us live here today. I know that there's other people, a lot of people are going to be watching this replay and listening back. I feel nervous, but I appreciate that because I give a shit. I want you to have an awesome experience. I want you to get lots of outcomes from this. I don't want to create something that is like, oh yeah, just like, yeah, tick box. I did that. I want you to really experience change and confidence as a result of doing these three days with me. So really embracing the fact that, okay, I'm nervous. I'm not feeling super confident right now. What can I create certainty around? And can I also almost congratulate myself? And I'm saying this to each of you. Can you congratulate yourselves for for being nervous because you give a shit? The other thing I will say as well is that when I am feeling nervous, so I've got that lack of kind of confidence burning, it actually, that adrenaline really serves you. It enables you to perform at a higher level. So that's the other thing I would say as well is that when I have felt I've been doing a speaking gig or a training and I've just felt very comfortable. Like, yeah, this is cool. This is like putting on a comfortable pair of slippers. I don't actually think I have performed as well as I have when I have been feeling that lack of confidence because that adrenaline gives me that extra kick. It's like that extra 10% to really step up and deliver in whatever it is that I'm I'm engaged in. Something, two more quick tips. We I want to move on to the next mindset monster, but two quick tips on lack of confidence as well. It's affirmations. So really finding an affirmation that anchors you in to that sense of confidence. And yes, I've got this. And also visualization, visualizing the end state that you want to be in can really help almost like program your mind for success and moving through that lack of confidence. So just checking in on comments. Victoria said it echoes so much of Brene's work, on Brene Brown's work on shame. Yes, love Brene's work. Brianna, imposter syndrome shows up when I'm marketing my brand. Yes, Leanne, copy and content creation. Yeah, hear you, hear you, hear you. Okay, I want to move on to the next mindset monster. So again, we're still sitting within the self-doubt pillar right now. And that is comparison-itis. <laughs> so I'm not sure if Melissa Ambrosini actually coined the term herself or it was something she found elsewhere, but she has written an entire book on comparison-itis and it's really, really good. If if that comparison-itis is one that really bites you on the ass, I would really, really suggest you check out her book. So the definition of comparison-itis is essentially us benchmarking ourselves against others, whether it's peers or colleagues or someone we follow on Instagram, which is always the most dangerous let me flag type of comparisonitis. So it's almost us trying to find our space. Okay, where do I stack up against this person, this person, this person? And how it serves us is it's really you just trying to find your spot, like trying to find that secure spot that you know, okay, this is my spot. This person is doing better at this than me, but I'm doing better than others. And remember, comparisonitis works two ways. We can benchmark ourselves more favorably against other people as well. And I guess when I was diving into this as I was preparing this session, I realized that 
we as humans are social animals. You know, that we are very tribal in terms of how we have kind of our brains have developed. And if we look at other very social animals like horses, for example, if you look at like primates, they are very social animals as well. And each of us have almost like this inbuilt benchmarking system within our tribes. I went one of my dream, I had three dream holidays that I wanted to do before I turned 30. And one of them was to go to a ranch in Texas and go ranching with my sister. And we went to this ranch in Texas and we went out on these like ponies who were just like half of them were half crazy. And we're out on this ranch going for a big, and it was crack of dawn because it's so hot. We went in the middle of summer, which probably wasn't a good idea. And the ranch hands, I was on a particular pony and the ranch hands said, no, you need to move forward. And I said, why? You know, I'm, I want to be here, like talking to my sister. And he said, no, the horses have their own inbuilt hierarchy. And if you go behind your sister's horse, your horse is going to be pissed because your horse is actually more senior in the pecking order within the kind of the group of horses. It was really fascinating. I never knew that. So I guess just going back to it does serve us because it's trying to help us find our safety. Like what's our safety within the tribe? And When I touched on social media within comparison-itis, I just want to say it is so fucking anxiety-inducing getting on social media and seeing everyone else's highlight reels as to what's going really well in their businesses, what's going really well in their families, how beautiful their homes are. And I know for me, I am so drawn to those influencers on Insta who really share the warts and all story. I don't know if any of you follow Marcia Leone. She used to be not so mumsy on Insta and she's, I mean, her Insta feed is beautiful, like so incredibly beautiful. She's beautiful. Her kids are beautiful. Her clothes are beautiful. And she does such an incredible job of sharing like the behind the scenes. And it's sad because that's actually quite refreshing that she does that because most people do really present the highlights reel of what's going on on Instagram. So I would really say that if comparisonitis is a challenge for you, it would be to really limit your time on Instagram or social media and feel free. I spoke about imposter syndrome with Brooke Villanovic. She was our speaker last month for Bull Darling. And we were talking about Rachel's another Marsha fan. And Christy said she has a love-hate relationship with social media as well. Yes, I think we most of us do. And I was asking Brooke about, because she came in and did a session for us last month on Instagram and how to really turbocharge your Instagram in order to sell more to your dream clients. And I said to her, you know, how do you help people navigate comparisonitis? And she said, you know, just mute people. If people are triggering for you and you feel like their lives are too perfect and it's not coming from an authentic place, just mute them. They don't know that you've muted them. They have no idea. And it just enables you to just have social media as more of a space that is safe for you. So with comparisonitis, really remember that it goes two ways. You might be struggling, and Melissa shares this at the outset of her book, Comparisonitis, that you may be really struggling with comparisonitis and comparing yourself against someone that you see is doing better than you. But at the very same time, someone else is benchmarking themselves against you, looking at you going, oh, that person totally has it together. Like Wendy's just got her shit together. Christy's got her shit together. And really feeling that sense of, oh, that almost like where you're at is at a reach for them. All right. I want to move on because I want to move on to the self-sabotage. I just want to tell me in chat, what's one thing that has really landed for you so far in terms of either something I have shared or something else has shared in chat? Or a little kind of light bulb moment that you're having going, ah, I do that. Or I remember when that happened to me, or this is a tool that I could use to really navigate that. So jump into chat. Tell me what's one thing that's really resonated for you so far at this point in the session. All right. Procrastination. 
Definition of procrastination is delaying getting started and how it serves you. Again, it keeps you safe because if you don't try the new thing, then nothing bad can happen. That's kind of the, the wiring of our minds. And, and how I've really, what I really want to touch on here is when you are experiencing procrastination. And I find this especially comes up when you are focusing on how to grow your brand, market yourself more, be more visible. Some things to kind of survival tips, I guess, for procrastination is please keep your why in mind. Remembering why the fuck you're trying to do it in the first place really, really helps with keep getting you back on track and, and getting you started. Secondly, break it down, break it down into the most tiny little steps if you need to. If that is literally, I want to write my dream bio. I haven't done it yet for my day one home play. If you haven't, it's going, starting a new Google Doc and writing my dream bio at the top. And that's it. Don't do anything else that day. The next day, come back and write one heading. The next day, the next heading. Really breaking it down into the most manageable chunks possible. I really love the quote, and I talk about it a lot when it comes to procrastination, of how do we eat an elephant and how we eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Break whatever the thing is that's really challenging you down to one bite at a time. Thirdly, self-incentivize. I am very good at getting started on something if I know that I'm going to get a really nice piece of chocolate at the end. (laughs) My second book, Get Remarkably Organized, was written pretty much exclusively. It was either very, very pregnant with Lexi or she was a newborn sleeping next to me in her little bassinet. And what used to get me to my word count for the day was to walk down. We had a beautiful bakery near our house where we lived at the time in Sydney. And I would go down and used to, you, you could, you still can buy cakes by weight. And that was my thing. Okay, Lauren, you get your word count done today, you get your cake at 2 p.m. or whatever time it was. So self-incentivizing is really, really helpful as well. And really just doing the smallest thing. And please come back to as well when procrastination is it's coming knocking on your door. Remember what I shared in the day one session as well about just consider it a first draft. I think for many of you, from what I heard from Insta DMs when you've been messaging me about this show up, knowing that it's just the first draft was really, really helpful for you just to get started. Entrepreneurs are always going to want to go and fiddle with things and change them. What you're aiming for here is just to get that first draft done. And chances are you may find that eight times out of 10, that first draft is actually it's good. Like you're happy to kind of go and publish what that might be. Just want to check in on chats because I just want to see what's really landing for everyone. Congratulate yourself for being nervous. Lena, I said, that's really helpful. Thank you. Sam, imposter syndrome is me forgetting how far I've come. Rachel, love the quote about imposter syndrome and forgetting how far I've come. Oh, that's really landing team. That's gold. I'm so happy because I know from the chat that imposter syndrome piece was really, it sounds like the most common mindset monster that you're all, all experiencing. want to give you a different kind of version of that quote that Jack shared as well. And it's from Sophia Amoroso, who's an incredibly successful US entrepreneur who I adore. And she said that imposter syndrome is forgetting to look in the rearview mirror. So it's a kind of different version of what Jack shared. So I kind of like that idea if I'm driving the car Imposter syndrome's really kicking my ass. And I'm so focused on the road and where I'm going that I'm forgetting to look in the rearview mirror and go, holy shit, I did all that, which is exactly why I was asking you to look at that that five-year you. Beck has said, thinking about where I was five years ago. Yeah, you as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's really landed, my loves. That's gold. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gemma, I do this self-incentivizing, a beautiful skin cleanser post-workout. Hilarious, but it works. Yes. Love. It's funny. I did three shout outs on Insta yesterday for help with a photographer for one of my mentees, a pillow recommendation and sunscreen. And I think I got 20 times more response on the sunscreen one than anything else. I love how we love sharing these notes with each other as women. Okay, team, I'm going to move on. Talked about procrastination. I want to talk about perfectionism. And I think this is actually quite, it's almost like the first cousin of procrastination because it's, again, a way of us keeping ourselves safe and delaying completing a task until something is absolutely perfect. That's essentially the definition of perfectionism. And the challenge with this, right, is that when something is perfect, let's call spades spades, it's a moving target. Yeah. Because it's never going to be perfect. It's like, it's constantly going to our internal kind of blueprint of what perfect is going to constantly increase so that we never feel like it's perfect. Therefore, we never kind of press go on whatever thing might be. Again, how it serves you. This is actually, it's keeping us safe for sure. But also I shared a little bit about the concept of resistance from Stephen Pressfield's book, Do the Work in Day Two yesterday, when we talked about content. And what resistance is, it's that inner mean girl voice that kicks in and says, this is shit. This is never going to work. It's like a version of imposter syndrome, perfectionism, everything kind of bundled into one. What Stephen Pressfield says is that that resistance, that the kind of the second peak is before we actually get started. So resistance is really, really high before we actually get started on any kind of creative topic or creative project. But the very, very, very peak of resistance is just before we put it out into the world. So just before you hit publish on a blog post, just before you you make your new business Instagram profile public, it's just before you ship it, to use his language, that that resistance is the highest. Your brain knows this, yeah? So this perfectionism then kicks in because it's saying, okay, well, if we just keep fiddling with it and perfecting it and fiddling and boostering with it, then we will never have to deal with that resistance that we know is going to kick in just before I send this thing, whatever the thing is, live. So it's a really powerful concept because when I feel that resistance, and I had so much resistance just even about putting together the show up. And on a logical level, I know that I could create 10 versions of the show up that would add epic value because I do that in Bull Darling every single month. I create a month of content that really, really serves the group. So I know on a logical level that this is fine, but the resistance kicks in every single time I need to go and create anything new. And anyone that I have spoken to in business experiences the very, very same. So really key with perfectionism to remember that only you will ever know what that perfect version of whatever you're creating would be. Only you. No one else has access to your brain to almost like get that blueprint as to, oh, but it could have been like this. So what the rest of the world sees is a website, they see a podcast, they see a new product or service that you're offering within your business. They just see it as it is. And I think we forget that. We think that everyone has like an an insight into our brains to go, oh, but Lorraine could have made that so much better, so much better. No one else knows. Only we know what that perfect version of it is. And as I said, perfect is a moving target. Nothing is ever, ever, ever going to be perfect. You know, I pour over my emails. Every email that every email you get from me, I have personally written myself. I do all my own copy and I pour over them. I check them, the typos, all the things. 
And even then I get all my own emails as well, just so I know when they're going out. <laughs> I will open all my emails. I'm like, holy fuck. I spent like 30 minutes checking that one. And still there's like a little full stop wrong or there's a li- something always creeps through. Yeah. So we can aim to get it as good as we possibly can, but that perfect, it's a moving target and it's not going to happen. <laughs> I want to touch on inertia. Actually, just let me check in on comments. Deanne says, yeah, only we know what the perfect version is. I love that. Perfect is a movie. Alison, you're here. Hi, my love. Alison and I just finished our power month yesterday. Deanne does the other emails too. Anel says, my inner mean girl, my inner voice is a total bitch. Such a mean girl. She needs to move out. And I love that. Read Melissa. I've mentioned Melissa a couple of times today. Melissa wrote her very first book, Melissa Ambrosini. Sam, would you mind popping the, the title in there as well? She wrote a book called How to... Oh, God. Oh, my God. I can't remember the actual name. It's Mastering Your Mean Girl. Rachel got in there first. Thank you. You're rock stars. I think we all like similar people in this world. Okay. Inertia. Last mindset monster that I want to tackle before I talk about insurance point, which is really, really key. Inertia is knowing what you should do, but you just don't. So it's knowing what action you need to take. There's no kind of lack of clarity around what you should do. You just don't do it. And how this serves us, it's keeping us safe, but it's kind of a different lens on it. It's coming from a place of if I don't even try or I don't even step into whatever it is, show a perfect example. If I don't kind of put into place the things, put into action what Lorraine is training us on this week, then I can never fail. And it's this really interesting kind of thing of going, well, we're telling ourselves, if I don't even try, then I can't fuck it up, basically. I can't fail. But if we think about it in not even trying, that's where the failing comes in. Yeah, because we're not even giving ourselves that chance. So really remembering that. And for me, it's just remembering that you won't make for this week, for example, like you have all lit a spark this week. You know, there's something that I have shared. There's a few insights. Something has really, really landed for you this week. At least one thing. I hope I've done my job properly. And you know what you need to do now, but that won't happen if you don't have the courage to actually push through that sense of inaction and inertia. And for those of you who do push through, there's a whole world of potential and opportunity and success and financial success, you know, fulfillment success, which I believe is actually the most important type of success. And I believe that every single one of you who have been moving through this show up have the absolute potential to go and really upgrade your personal brands and as a result, really upgrade your businesses. But I also know, and I'm going to just be really bloody direct with you right now, is not everyone is going to do that. Not everyone is going to take action on what we have worked through this week. And that is just facts, like it's the law of averages. But for those of you who do take action and make this happen, you are serving yourself, but you're also serving all those potential clients, all the potential people that could really benefit from the products and services that you are creating. So what I would say to you is even if you don't take these steps for you, if it's not almost like a more you-focused step, do it for them. Because I can tell you, I started focusing on my personal brand 11 years ago, and it was very commercially motivated because I had to make my first business succeed. But I can tell you, if I didn't take those steps, there is no way that I could be sitting here on this session with you, dropping hopefully little kind of truth bombs that are really changing your perspective on what I would say is the most important part of the marketing strategy that you could create for your business. So what's really, really key is that you create that momentum 
after today, because obviously this is day three, we're wrapping up today. After today on the show up, it's really about how can you create this momentum for yourself beyond today? So of course, the show up group is going to be active for another few days, but bigger and beyond that, what is the, I guess, the the cadence or the rhythm that you can tap into that's really going to keep you on track beyond this show up? So of course, I'm going to invite you at this point to really consider joining Bold Darling because that is that infrastructure that will really support you in moving forward. I've tried to, over these three days, really share with you I guess, as I said, it's almost like drawing you closer to the campfire of Bull Darling. So what you are experiencing as part of this show up and this session, for example, today, yesterday and day one, it's the masterclasses that you will receive every month. And then you couple that with the tutorials, the expert workshop. Please do listen to that podcast episode that I published today. It's There's so much gold. It's like the very best gold from those five experts. And then we've also obviously got the quarterly planning day. So the first day for the second quarterly planning day for the year is coming up next Thursday. Please do remember that it doesn't need to be hard. And of course, it's going to be challenging. You're going to have obstacles that you need to overcome. But I really, truly, at the very depth of my bones, believe that you can have a successful business without sacrificing yourself in the process. And what I adore about Bold Darling and the feedback that I get from members is that it's these three pillars. It's the support, which we've talked about just a moment ago. It's also the structure to give you the time to work on your business All of you sitting here live with me right now and watching back and listening back have been very intentional about creating the time to work on you and therefore on your businesses. And that doesn't just happen. Like you don't just fall out of bed and create that time. It needs to be very, very intentional, that time and how we create that. And then the third thing then it gives us is strategy. So helping you be your most potent in business by having clear strategy and planning forward. So would really love, I mean, all of you, it's just been an absolute delight being with you for the last three days. And I can see all of you almost like just picking you up and dropping you into Bull Darling and you really experiencing even more insight and success and support within the Bull Darling container. So the last point I want to land with you is insurance. And what I mean by that, it's we've got these mindset monsters, right? So even on a good day, they're challenging in their own right to navigate, as we've talked about and you've talked about in the chat. Oh, Lauren, you beautiful thing. She's been one year, a one year bold darling veteran. It's been invaluable. And as I said last night on Insta, it's an investment in your business. Oh, I love that point that Lauren made, actually. And I was like, I'm totally stealing that, Lauren. She said, you know, when you invest in yourself and in your business, it's almost like a vote of confidence for your business and your belief in your business. I loved that. So powerful. Thank you, my love. Love having you. Love. So when I talk about insurance, yeah, as I said, these mindset monsters, you know, even if we're having the most amazing day, they can still come and really, really bite us on the ass. So what I really want to talk about is how can you insure yourself as a point to leave you on today when it comes to mindset, insure yourself, almost like future-proof yourself against these mindset monsters. So I can tell you, I am, my mindset is like totally fucked. If I have been sick, if I am not sleeping properly, if I'm eating crap food, if my self and ways relationship is not going well, if we're not like harmonious and really feeling like connected together. And if I'm feeling isolated, like if I'm not getting time with my friends or I'm not getting to catch up with my business besties, I am almost like laying myself open for these mindset monsters to come and get me if I am in any of those states. So what I really want you to consider as we finish up today and focusing on mindset is what are the things that you do are the things that affect you most that really affect your mindset? Jump into chat and actually just share with the group. So for you, is it sleep? 
Is it feeling really stressed in the business? Is it working out of hours, like working late at night and working kind of outside of your normal sleep rhythm? Jump into chat. What are the things that you know without question are the things that affect your mindset the most? And I actually didn't realize. I always thought mine was sleep, yeah? And then I got COVID last year in February last year, and I was really depressed for a week after COVID, like really depressed. Had to be very intentional about getting myself back up again. And then I got that influenza B last month. Was this month? God, this month. And again, so depressed, like really depressed, really anxious. So I now know that when I get really sick, that is almost like it's like, come get me (laughs) to every one of the mindset monsters, because every single six that I've shared with you today, I was suffering from big time. And I just want you to know that if you're in a state right now where mindset is a real problem for you and you're really struggling to be motivated and get going and you just see the wood for the trees. I mean, I was crying most days a couple of weeks ago. I was just not in a good place. I've been so sick. And, and I just want you to know that you're not alone. Yeah. And I just please remember comparisonitis kicks in as well. We look at everyone else who's shiny and happy on Instagram. We go like, why am I die like that? Like, please do remember that there is, you can get back very, very quickly with the intentional steps. So Wendy has said, what leaves her open to the mindset monsters is not planning, not setting future me up for reasonable success, not to be brilliant, just reasonable. <laughs> Love that. Leonor, yeah, when I'm not connected with my husband, I got goosebumps as I read that, Leonor, get it. Carmel is lack of exercise. Jill, so much to do in a small business. Yeah, that sense of overwhelm. Yeah, yeah. Isabella, sleep and worry about the state of the world. God, yes, I hear you on that one, my love. Brianna, health challenges really bring down my mindset. Victoria is lying here with a chest infection, being sick and looked after sick kids. Books with your mind. Oh, I actually feel emotional for you because I've just been there. Oh my God, all four of us sick at the same time. It was horrible absolutely horrible sending love victoria i think we all are yes you're getting love good gold okay so what are the things that you need to do in order to essentially future proof yourself against these mindset monsters you each know what your thing is yeah you each know what your trigger is so what are the things that you can do to really be mindful of future proofing yourself and just remembering as well is sleep is the biggest i believe when i am tired it is almost impossible for me to get myself out of these mindset monsters. It really does start with sleep. And whenever I'm on, whether it's a bold darling session, a tutorial, or it's with my one-on-one mentees and I've got someone crying because it happens a lot in my work, I will say to them, look, are you sleeping? Are you rested? And they'll just cry even more and go, I'm actually really tired. So we deal with that first and then we navigate everything else. Yeah. We need to parent ourselves better. So many of you on this session are parents, your moms, and you parent your children so beautifully, but not parent yourselves. So we need to really hold ourselves and self-nurture ourselves better. I got full body goosebumps as I said that to you. So I feel like that when that happens to me, it's like that point really needed to land for each of you. Okay, friends, I need to wrap up because I'm running really over. I'm I'm hoping this is okay. Jump into chat. Biggest takeaway from today, please. Always good to know what is landing with you. Yeah, Deanne says exhaustion is a big one. Yeah, get it. Okay, home play today as you jump in and share what your biggest takeout has been from today. First of all, I want you to identify one internal and one external influence on your mindset. So internal could be you know, childhood conditioning, patterning, all the things. And external could be something, you know, something that a lot of these will actually overlap with what you just shared in terms of the things that leave you open to those mindset monsters. 
And I also want you to do that five-year exercise. This doesn't need to be like a 20-minute visualization and then crystals and sitting down for an hour, writing out beautiful things and sketch pads. Just spending five, 10 minutes over coffee later on today and saying, well, maybe not coffee because it's most of your afternoons now. <laughs> Definitely not for Christina in Canada. She does not need coffee at 11, well, almost midnight now. And But really reflect on where were you five years ago? I know Gemma, for example, who's on the session, she's a very old friend of myself and ways. And she messaged me when you were on the chat saying this business that you created. I was like, what? I had no idea. Like, I thought you were still in TV. You know, that's how far you have come, my love, in that time. So just take them a moment to reflect on where were you five years ago? And what would you five years ago, we're talking 2018 here. God, I had a one-year-old, crazy. What would she think of you now sitting here in March, 2023? Really, really, really good exercise to do to nix that imposter syndrome and keep doing it You know, over, over weeks, years, months to come. The third thing I want you to identify, and you've already identified it here, but I want you just to kind of, I put you on the spot with these questions I ask you as part of these sessions. What makes you vulnerable to mindset monsters? What are the things that when you look back over kind of the tapestry of your life up until this point, what are the things that you can look back on and go, oh, yeah, I got in a real funk then and it was because of this. And also just remembering that the people you surround yourself with are a really important way of ensuring yourself against those mindset monsters. I mean, if I look back at my kind of late 20s, there was one particular friend that I had that was really looking back now, I can see was really very toxic for me. And I was riddled with self-doubt and all the things. And I think a lot of it, obviously, completely my responsibility, but I think a lot of it was me allowing that toxicity in, into my life and in my mindset and really made me incredibly anxious. So just remembering the relationships of the people with the people around you can also have a really big impact as well. Okay. So three pieces of home play. Quick recap. Identify one internal and one external factor that really affects your mindset in, you know, positively or negatively, you decide. Secondly, do the five-year exercise. What would you in 2018 think of you in 2023? And thirdly, identify what are the things that really open you up from mindset monstering, (laughs) mindset monsters? How can you future-proof yourself and create that insurance policy? Okay, that's home play. Spot prizes today. And I thought this was so perfect for this topic today. Iku, a lot of you have probably heard me talk about Iku. It's this beautiful organic spa brand that started in the Blue Mountains in Australia. It's beautiful. And they've got a range called De-Stress. And I work quite closely with Naomi, the founder. And she said, we could just have the De-Stress range and I would have a successful business. <laughs> like, What does this say about women and where we're at the moment? So I've got two beautiful, large glass De-Stress candles that will be winging their way next week to people as the spot prizes for today. So remembering myself and Sam are watching what's happening, who's tagging me on an Instagram, what's happening in the Facebook group, who's showing up live, who's sending us messages, post with the replays. And yeah, I can't wait to get those out to people. They're beautiful. I'm missing all my EQ stuff. It was too heavy to ship over. Okay. From here, we are, this is obviously doors are kind of closing, sliding doors, closing up the show up right now. From here, we'll be keeping the show up open for the next week because I think just jumping in, having that accountability, having me and asking me questions is completely available to you as well. And of course, I would really love for you to join Bold Darling. So I'm going to hang up now in a mo- as in you, you guys jump off in a couple of minutes. If there's anyone who wants to stay back and ask me any questions about Bold Darling, I'm very, very happy to do that. Remember, you've got your 50% discount off month one, which needs to be used today. All right. 
Sending love. Thank you so much. I could honestly show up and do this every single day. So fun. And I'm just looking through all the different actions the five years ago, remembering how far you've come. Inertia. Yes, 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 yes. I actually exported the chat after the first day so I could read back your comments properly. So I'm going to do that again today. Thank you, my loves. Thank you for joining. You have made this an absolute delight. I've loved it. Thank you. Have a lovely day, afternoon, night, wherever you are in the world. There you have it. That's a wrap. Day three of the show up and day three of the bonus episodes that I have shared for it. Please do remember that Bold Darling doors are open now. And I wanted to share a quick, beautiful, kind words from Laura Press. So Laura runs a business called Laura Press Counseling. She mostly works with couples. And she said, Bold Darling is worth every cent. It keeps you and your business growing. Lorraine's mentoring is invaluable. Thank you, Laura. And I've seen Laura on our live sessions have a couple of really big breakthroughs over the last couple of months. And it just gives me full body goosebumps when that happens when I'm guiding a group on Zoom. So please do remember, doors are open now. If you have any questions at all about joining Bell Darling, if it's the right time for you, if it's the right fit for you and so on, please do just jump into my Insta DMs at Lorraine Murphy Mentor. And I'm very happy to have a conversation with you about how it might work for you. And I'll be very, very honest on whether or not I think the fit is there for you right now. So bowldarling.com to find out more. And we are back to normal programming. Your next episode will be coming up this coming Friday. I really hope that you've enjoyed listening in on these bonus episodes and that you join, if you didn't join the show up as part of the main group this time, that you join the next event that I host. Thank you. Chat to you on Friday. Please do remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't ever have to miss an episode. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, and requests for future topics on what I share here on the show. So please do reach out via my website, lorrainemurphy.com.au or connect with me on Instagram at lorrainemurphymentor. I would also love if you could rate and review the podcast as it helps even more brilliant listeners like you find the show. Thank you so much again for listening this week. Bye.